good afternoon uh, from uh, from Boston. I'm Stratos Eftimiu, the Consul General of Greece in Boston, uh, a city also uh, known as the Athens of America because of its central role in research, academia, and more recently in innovation and biotechnology. And I firmly believe that the Greek consulate's uh, mission uh, here should be beyond the traditional uh, role of a diplomatic authority that deals only with uh, visas and uh, paperwork. Instead, our modern mission is to help you create value and connections, catalyze synergies, and support networking initiatives. We are a co-founding partner of the Hellenic Innovation Network, engaged in a series of uh, science diplomacy initiatives, bringing together innovators, researchers, and of course, investors. I remember that uh, uh, the first business in-person event I hosted here was in May 2018, when with the Hellenic Innovation Network and MIT Enterprise for Greece, we featured uh, two Israeli entrepreneurs who came to the consulate and explained to us how central was the role of VCs in creating Israel's startup nation, Miracle, through business mentoring and financing, how VCs can help foster an entrepreneurship culture, and how uh, Boston can serve as an ideal entry point to the US and global market for a country's startups. Uh, so you all know better than me that we have had some great exits and success stories uh, recently, uh, and there are many signs that the Greek startup scene is flourishing. Um, this uh, happens. Uh, neither by accident nor does it take place in a vacuum and I would like to welcome and thank all of you uh, and the VCs you represent for taking risks, believing in the Greek talent and giving opportunities to innovative people and ideas. With these thoughts, I would like to invite Dean Demizas, the talented um, managing director of Cambridge Associates, to speak on behalf of the Hellenic Innovation Network. Dean, the floor is yours. Thank you, Strato, and uh, good afternoon and good morning, everyone. Uh, we're happy to see many familiar faces, many old friends, and uh, also welcome many new ones. Uh, as Stratos mentioned, by way of background, the Hellenic Innovation Network has a mission to accelerate innovation and entrepreneurship in Greece and help drive economic development and job creation. Originally an outgrowth of the MIT Enterprise Forum Greece, the Hellenic Innovation Network is a Boston-based nonprofit established with the support of, of the Greek consulate in Boston. Um, the Hellenic Innovation Network facilitates access to re resources, partners, and best practices by building bridges between the diaspora in global technology hubs and the Greek tech community globally. It has been exactly a year since I hosted our previous event on the Greek startup ecosystem or co-hosted an online event with record attendance. We're very thrilled with the progress that the ecosystem has demonstrated since then. We have seen amazing progress across a number of fronts, and I wanted to highlight a few of them. Most of you are familiar with most of them, but I think it's important for us to document everything given how much has changed in the last uh, 12 months. Uh, in random order, many older startups are scaling up fast, increasing their revenues globally and their employees, uh, both employed in Greece, and employed, employed abroad. You know, you, don't forget that one of our goals is, is creation of more uh, high quality jobs and definitely these startups are delivering on this front. At the same time, many new startups are being established you know, every day and every week, both within Greece and abroad by a number of new entrepreneurs. A big vote of confidence for this ecosystem has come 
from the follow-up rounds that many of these startups have attracted over the last 12 months. These follow-up rounds in many cases have been led by some of the best top-tier global VC firms, such as Index, Excel, Insight, General Catalyst, and Tiger Global, highlighting the potential of Greek startups to innovate and disrupt globally. This is a massive vote of confidence because these are arm's length investments. These investors are looking for the best risk returns, the best opportunities globally. And we're thrilled that some of them have been directed to Greek uh, backed companies. A similar vote of confidence has been exhibited by large companies such as Microsoft and JP Morgan, as you all read recently, driven by their investments in Greek companies. You also all saw how the JP Morgan investment also created the first Greek unicorn, another very significant milestone for the ecosystem. I'm very confident that next time when we connect in this event, we'll have more unicorns to celebrate. Many companies are scaling up very fast. So we expect many more of these companies to cross the billion dollar valuation and much more in the coming quarters and years. Another big milestone has been the record amount of capital that has been raised by the Greek VC funds, both older funds that are raising new funds, and at the same time, the establishment of new ones. The capital has flowed from families and institutions within Greece and abroad, including a number of family offices and institutions that I advise. This is another vote of confidence given the intense competition of, of capital. These family offices and institutions, as you can imagine, are investing in venture capital globally. They have relationships with some of the best VC firms in the US, with some of the best firms in China, with some of the best firms in Europe. So the competition for this capital is very intense and we're thrilled to see more and more of these family offices, families, angel investors and institutions uh, backing the Greek VC funds and Greek startups uh, directly. So this is another big vote of confidence. Thanks again for your participation today. And I hope that we can meet in person later in the year when the circumstances will be slightly different. I'll hand it over to Nico Bonazzo so he can directly coordinate the discussion from here. And we can hear directly from the, the VCs that are on the ground helping these uh, startups scale and succeed in what they're trying to achieve. Thanks again. Thank you, Dean. Um, I'm excited to be here. Very thankful to the Hellenic Innovation Network that is putting together this event. And um, Dean, you made the venture capitalist life easy. So I had prepared a long list of all the remarks I wanted to share with our friends and you knocked it out of the park. So it's very classic, right? Where the VCs are the ones who do the smiling and have the easy job, but founders actually have to do the work. So thank you uh, for doing our job, especially the moderator's job. Nico Bonazzo, I'm a partner at General Catalyst, was made in Greece, in case you're wondering about my accent. And I'm here to moderate a panel about the state of venture capital in Greece. And what a better time to do that, um, because now VCs and their investors in Greece uh, have gone behind awesome companies that have now driven exits. And, Everybody's making money and the ecosystem is really starting to work. Of course, it's several decades in the making, but now it feels finally as an overnight success. So with that, let's get started. I would like to invite the panelists uh, to go through a personal introduction um, and also say, what are you guys interested in right now? How would you like your founders to introduce you to your founder friends? Let's start with George, please. 
George Dimopoulos, I'm sorry. Yeah, we have too, too many Georges. You know, fun fact is that uh, George is a quite common name in the Greek PCC ecosystem. So yes, hi, I'm George. Uh, I'm one of the two partners of uh, Venture Friends. We co-founded the fund back in 2016 uh, with the other partner Apostolos. Uh, now we are currently investing from our third fund, which is 100 million uh, euros. Uh, we focus on mainly four verticals, uh, PropTech, uh, FinTech, B2C Consumer and uh, SaaS. And uh, seed the Series A stage, and we invest uh, in Europe, uh, MENA region and uh, LATAM. Uh, to your question, Nick, about uh, how would you like to be introduced uh, from our founders? Uh, you know, just as the name uh, says, uh, we, you know, we are super founder friendly, founders first, uh, open and direct, and quite knowledgeable about uh, the spaces that we invest in. Uh, and yes, uh, in our case, at least founders is uh, one of our best ambassadors out there. Excellent. Thank you, George. Katerina. Hi, thank you, Nico. Thank you for organizing this, guys. It's, it's amazing to bring us in contact, all of us. Uh, so I'm Katerina, I'm uh, the female partner in Unifund. We are five in total. Uh, we, uh, as Unifund, we are now setting up our second fund. We focus a lot on the university research and the tech space in Greece. With uh, the second fund, we will be a bit more regional, but always the focus is uh, in Greece. Uh, we try also to help uh, support a lot uh, the ecosystem around the Greek universities and research centers mature. And um, we, uh, from the beginning, we, we feel we understand a lot that space. Uh, we have been very hands-on, much more than expected. I think we are very hands-on. We, we work with the founders as uh, if they, we are partners in the same company. I, get, I keep getting in, uh, phone calls uh, sharing uh, issues uh, between founders, the team, uh, uh, the go-to-market strategy. We are part of the team. Fabulous, thank you. Dimitri? Hello, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me. And uh, again, obviously, congratulations to Marina and the Consulate for organizing this initiative. Uh, I think second or third year we're all together. So this is becoming a tradition. Myself, um, I'm a partner at Velocity Partners, which is the smallest of the Equifund uh, funds, 24 million under management. We do pre-seed and seed. We started in 2018 uh, and uh, four years down the line, we have 22 companies under management, a couple of exits so far. And uh, although we, I think this applies to everyone, we, uh, especially first vintages, we started as generalists. I think right now the portfolio concentrates around mobility, uh, around health tech well-being and enterprise software. So these are three key pillars uh, we would like to double down in the, in the next couple of uh, years as far as focus uh, is concerned. So uh, to your question, Nico, how we how we'd like to introduce, maybe I will rephrase parts of uh, George's introduction and Katarina's introduction by saying that, you know, we're the WhatsApp level partners. So the way of the, the, the level of engagement uh, comes down to WhatsApp. This means that we have a very direct line with, with uh, the entrepreneurs we're working on um, around the clock. You know, it's it's not a nine to five job. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, it's not a nine to five job for the entrepreneurs. Obviously, not for us. Which means that we have to we have to be there. We have to be very direct. I want to highlight what George said: being direct, being honest, being 
uh, transparent from the very on, uh, early on really builds uh, fundamentally the relationship. Uh, so I guess you know this is uh, how we'd like to do business. Excellent. Thank you, Dimitri. Mirto, do you want to go next? Sure. Thanks, Nikos. Thank you, Marina, for organizing and Stratus for organizing the event. So I'm Mirtova Pathano. I'm a partner with Metavalon VC. We're a, a 32 million fund started in 2018, like most of these guys. Um, we finished our first fund investing in 29 companies. So we're focusing at the time on pre-seed and seed investments with a generalist approach. Uh, but mainly targeting B2B companies, so uh, very few B2C investments. Um, out of our second fund, we'll be focusing again on Greece, and we think that there's a lot of potential there and Greek founders around the world, but also um, Greek teams that come out of Greece and different parts of it. Um, we're very excited about what's happening at the moment in Greece. We think the market has matured a lot and we're particularly excited about the founders we're seeing. So we're seeing great quality of people, a lot more experienced, a lot more focused and a lot more ambitious and determined to make global companies. So we're super excited about that. Um, in terms of how we'd like to be introduced, I think we um, what we try to do is be very close to the entrepreneurs, try though to be high impact and not high touch. So we try to not get involved when we're not needed. So the areas where they need us most, which is usually fundraising, recruiting and business development, introductions and, and trying to get especially uh, high tech and deep tech teams to a more commercial background is where we try to um, lean in our hands and use all our network, all our experience from before and whatever else we can to support the guys doing the actual work. Thank you, Mirko. George Zerlis. Yeah, thank you, Nico. Thank you, Marian. Thank you, Strato, for uh, bringing us all together. What a fantastic uh, opportunity to share and discuss about the current status of uh, the Greek startup scene. Uh, I'm a partner at Marathon Venture Capital. We currently manage about 100 million euros in assets, uh, and we invest uh, predominantly in technical uh, Greek founders globally. Uh, we love working with ambitious people. We are, who are trying to crack really hard problems and go after big opportunities. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we strive to care about them. You know, we consider them our peers and our partners, and we try to go the extra mile uh, in what we do. Thank you, George. Marco? Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Uh, I started my life as an entrepreneur. Uh, I founded Upstream and then Prosado. And at some point uh, when I sold my company, I started investing as an angel in companies like Workable and Softomotive and various others. And I became officially a VC three and a half years ago. So I'm a rookie actually. Um, joined forces with Aristos, Doxiadis and Alex Eleftheriadis um, and built Big Pie. Big Pie is managing 50 million and has invested in 23 companies. Uh, we're about to launch our second fund, which hopefully will be larger. Um, our focus is on teams um, that have developed a significant technology that solves a global problem. Uh, so uh, I have to admit, most of the founders we've ended up investing are in, are in the diaspora. Hence, this forum for us is very significant. Out of 23, 15 um, are based abroad. Uh, but, uh, and this is our main thrust, uh, I think we're very good at helping them build great teams in Greece. So 
if I had to focus on one thing that we're good at is because we've built companies here and we understand the markets uh, and we believe in the markets, uh, I think we're a very good partner when it comes to helping you find the right people here, the, be the very best people, uh, and having a presence here that will make a lot of sense, uh, both in terms of cost, but also in terms of quality, and most important in terms of staying time. Uh, when you know the average stay of, of, of an employee now in San Francisco, I think, is 12 months. Uh, so yeah, I'm very excited by the progress uh, of the ecosystem. Still way behind compared to other countries, but uh, the positive in that is, you know, we've got a very, very long way to go. Hopefully, very fast. Yeah. Thank you, Marco. So uh, I'm going to be asking you all some questions now that. If you want to answer, feel free. Um, otherwise, we can move on to the following one. So let's start with an easy one. Um, what are you the most proud of um, about the Greek tech startup ecosystem right now? I think Marco started, you know, touching upon this. But any other thoughts that the VCs from Greece have right now? Well, Georgia, uh, please. Let me let me uh, uh, add some remarks here. I think that what makes us proud is. Uh, the caliber of the talent that our companies are attracting, not just our companies, but you know, Greek startups in general, um, uh, the difficulty and the quality of the products that they have delivered in the market, and probably most importantly, the caliber of the customers these companies are attracting. So, um, you know, they may have a Greek aspect, but they truly are world-class companies. And I think this is uh, uh, what really matters at the end of the day. And this is what makes us quite confident that you know what's following is uh, you know so much better than uh, what we have experienced in the past. Thank you, George. Anyone else has any other thoughts, Katerina? Yes, may I? Uh, I'm really proud to see um, Greek universities research centers finally collaborating in that space. I think this is really unique, uh, and we are not used so much to collaborating as Greeks, uh, I would say they used to compete each other and now they collaborate. They understand that they can join forces for technology transfer. They can join forces to unite teams. So we have interdisciplinary teams formulated and they can join forces to connect the, the talent in the universities and the research centers with the Greek tech space and the startup space. Uh, I, I think this last one is really important. Uh, for uh, I've been in the university so many years, but it's probably only lately that I see the really top students wanting to work in startups in the Greek tech space. I think that's really great. Excellent. George Dimopoulos, I think you raised your hand. Yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, from my side and, you know, looking back uh, from the point that we started the first fund back in 15-16, uh, I remember that uh, around 17, the, you know, we were celebrating exits at the level of uh, 40 million. Uh, but now, you know, you get to see exits uh, north of 100, 200, even a billion uh, with Viva Happen. So anything below 50 doesn't raise any eyebrow anymore. And this shows uh, that, you know, where the ecosystem is already and where we are heading. So how fast have progressed over the last uh, four or five years? Yeah, we've made a ton of progress. Mirto? Yeah, so if I, I, I agree with, with all the comments the, the panelists have made, uh, I also want to think that I find fascinating that how far 
um, we've gone in terms of how diverse the, the startups are to each other. So we've seen companies being very successful in software enterprise, B2B. We've seen companies being successful in e-commerce, B2C applications, medical, um, life sciences, biotech, uh, everything that you can imagine. So I think that's that's makes me personally very, very uh, optimistic about the future. You see a lot of areas that are being uh, tapped by the Greek startups, and, and I think it's fascinating. Indeed, that's a great remark. And I think, Dimitri, you want to close it off, right? Yes, Nikos, uh, thank you. Um, I want to highlight, well, obviously the elephant in the room is, is Viva and uh, this is the first, uh, first ever Greek unicorn, but I want to highlight it's also- It's a big elephant. It's a big, big elephant, yeah, definitely. But uh, I want to highlight an acquisition that happened just, just a couple of days ago, you know, Office got, got acquired. And to me, this is a very, 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 successful example of a company that started at the very beginning of, of the ecosystem. They launched, they founded back in 2013. And it took us uh, nine good years to be in an acquisition, as an acquisition target to, to a US company. And they managed to have a, a great exit, which the best of my, of my knowledge generated actual returns. So two remarks here, obviously it, 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 it takes a few years or more to build overnight successes, but this is also applicable for, for our industry, right? And I, I mentioned this because many people actually kind of started asking us, where are the exits from the Equifund period, which you know pretty much started about three, four years ago. It's a bit too early to talk about uh, Equifund, but the signs from the Jeremy period are quite significant. And Paul Office is a prime example of this period. Absolutely. So Marco, any further yeah, I mean, thoughts you have? What I'm most proud of, to be honest, is uh, the sheer grit uh, that uh, Greek uh, founders have exhibited. Because these are people who mostly started their companies uh, uh, in in a world in a world of of, of intense crisis in, in Greece, um, uh, and uh, showed resilience, patience, you know. Um, and, and ambition that, that has created, I think, a class of people uh, with a very, very um, persistent sort of uh, mentality in terms of achieving their goals. And uh, this, this as, a, as a fabric for the entire ecosystem is really important. Uh, these are not spoiled kids from the valley. You know, these are uh, hardcore commandos uh, that, that have gone through a lot to get where they are. And my thinking is, you know, Haris Karonis, I think, is a great example of that, you know, the founder of Viva. Uh, I met him 20 years ago. He was doing, you know, very small projects uh, for Eurobank, like minor web projects. And look at where he is today. And it took him 20 years. Um, now, to put this in, in, in perspective, I think as we enter a year of higher interest rates, uh, energy crisis potentially, and money becoming more expensive, uh, my view is that this, this, this more uh, sort of um, uh, frugal mentality uh, will, will be even more of an advantage to, to, to Greek startups. Um, and I think this will be the correct mentality to have over the next three years. So. Uh, yeah, I'm very proud of that. Very proud of that. Thank you, Marco. Well said. So as an immigrant bold kid in the Valley, let's move on to the next set of questions. So George, let's start with you. So you've been doing a lot of community building for like a decade now. Um, what is really, you know, 
working right down this front and what have you learned? And this is important because we have so many people on this panel, uh, as well as a ton of participants that are all over the world. It's great to see. Yeah, thank you, Nico. So um, I have been fortunate to see, uh, you know, firsthand the creation and growth of a Greek startup community. Uh, and in the recent years, I was also lucky to be able to travel across Europe and the US, uh, meeting with Greeks uh, working in tech. And, um, you know, if there is one thing uh, that I've learned uh, from all this, uh, it's actually the following that, you know, when you bring great people together, uh, people who care about the same things, the same causes, uh, in our case, technology and startups, then some really great things are going to happen. You know, it's that, it's that simple. Um, and maybe another thing is that, you know, uh, when you really care about what you do, then, you know, caring compounds and, uh, you know, it grows to something you couldn't imagine at the beginning. Thank you, George. So let's go to Katerina next. Katerina, how mature is uh, senior entrepreneurship in Greece? And to use like some Silicon Valley jargon, um, what is like, which university is the Stanford of Greece you think today? Uh, I'm smiling because I'm reading at the chat uh, in parallel uh, what is written there and I really enjoy and, uh, and uh, agree with all that is written there. Uh, on your question, Nico, uh, I think student entrepreneurship is really important, not just for creating startups, but for educating people. I think we still need to uh, help uh, Greek students build the right mindset and think uh, in an entrepreneurial way. So entrepreneurship is not just uh, building a startup, it's uh, developing a different mindset. Now, uh, so this has started changing, which is really great. We still have way to go, and I hope that we will be able to uh, help every Greek young person uh, have a, a positive stance towards entrepreneurship and the right mindset. Uh, whether they use that for uh, having social impact, developing a very successful startup and a unicorn like Harris, or uh, contributing to their organizations. This, is, uh, this has started happening. Uh, when you ask which will be the, the stand for of, of Greece, I think um, uh, I don't want really to, to point out just one university, but I have to, to stress out a great collaboration that is currently happening in Athens, the fact that uh, Athens University of Economics and Business collaborates with National Technical University of Athens, Democritus, and the Athena Research Center for the first time to build a joint technology transfer office and bring their people together. They have top talent in the country, we know that. Helping them mature their ideas, mm. taking them to the market, I think it, it's a great opportunity for the country. So I hope to see not just one university, but at least uh, a group of universities becoming the, the, the new uh, Stanford of, of Greece, let's say. Excellent. Hopefully we'll have one. At Stanford, sometimes when you walk around, there are more venture capitalists than students a few days. Um, so, um, Marco, you've been working um, with a lot of the industry incumbents and you've been putting uh, awesome events uh, together. Uh, why do you think like tech founders um, and VCs from overseas should be caring about working with uh, industry incumbents in Greece? Well, I, I think that uh, 
Greece is, is, um, is a country, not the only one, but it's certainly one of the countries where you get a very good uh, balance of highly capable people, highly educated people, but at, at a reasonable cost. But most important, people who are willing to stay with a company for a number of years. So when you're building a startup and you end up wanting, you know, having to search for people every year because they just get poached and go to other companies and you find this in London, in Boston, in New York, in the Valley, it's very difficult. So, you know, one of the experiments we've done with a lot of our portfolio companies, TileDB, you know, Vivante, uh, Intelligentsia, et cetera, is they've built teams in Greece or Orpheum um, that have ended up working really, really well um, in terms of uh, sort of continuity and, and persistence and perseverance. So to give you an example, like when I first met the founders of Orpheum uh, in, in Los Angeles, they had only 25 people uh, altogether. Uh, and Michael Petichakis, their CTO, had the idea of building their entire team here. And now they're like, the company has 240 people of which 200 are in Greece. Uh, so this is, you know, this is the kind of thing we, we want to achieve here. Uh, prove that Greece is a very good place to place teams. And it doesn't really matter if you're a Greek company or a foreign company. Um, and I think from an institutional point of view, uh, and we'll get to that later, Nico, um, we do need to build a significant, let's say, local network where even the larger Greek businesses participate in this, right? So the Titanes and the Pharmatens and all these companies need to become part of this. Uh, and so do Greek investors, you know, uh, need to become part of this. Uh, so it's, it's not something that we can do despite of the country, but also do it, uh, bring the country along. Yeah. Thank you, Marco. Um, so Mirto, you've been investing in research heavy core tech projects. Can we really make this stuff happen in Greece? Like, do you believe now you would have more data than most? Well, we actually have uh, the first signs, right? So absolutely, we believe that we can make such projects happen. And I think there are a number of reasons. So, so first of all, you have a, a country that has invested heavily in education and, and kind of getting people to that level. Um, so that's the first one. You have a lot of talent, of course, which, which goes maybe with the first point. You also have companies which have traditionally been very successful in getting non-dilusive funding from local and European funds. So they've had the chance to develop technology and even get to product level uh, by using these funds. So things that take two, three, five, seven years to mature, right? Like in many cases. And of course, Katerina mentioned some, you have a lot of institutions, research centers, and very strong facilities in Greece to support those. So absolutely, it's one of the things that we should be taking advantage of. And as I said, it's already happening. I'll give a few examples from our portfolio. Um, so the first one, obviously, is Think Silicon, which was acquired uh, by Applied Materials. And there they were um, developing a unique technology that is, um, of course, exportable to, to the world and relevant to, um, to many global companies. Um, the second one is, is uh, Biopic, so a company that we invested that started uh, from ITE, which is the technological center in Crete. So they, they're developing a molecular connected device that uh, detects different types of 
uh, viruses such as COVID now, influenza and others. And when we first met the company, they were at a research stage. So they had a prototype from uh, you know, 3D printers, no certification, no actual product, no industrial processes. And now they're in the stage where they're uh, selling their products all over the world. And the third one is Better Origin, who again, when we got introduced, who didn't have an end product. Uh, and at the moment they have deals with some of the largest supermarkets in the UK and coming up in Greece. Um, so I think these are all examples how you can actually take core tech or deep tech or however you want to call it and bring it to the market. Um, I think uh, what all the ingredients are there for Greek founders and Greek companies. I think also the help to get them to, to the commercial uh, stage is also there from VCs and everyone else who's advising them. And finally, I also think that there are people in the market, again, who are willing to take the technological risk because this, these uh, projects by nature, uh, in addition to the market and the, the commercial and kind of the execution risk, they also have a technology risk. So all these elements are there. And I think we're in a great, great position as a country to compete in um, very uh, heavy uh, tech startups. So, yeah. Thank you, Mirta. I hope you continue to be right. Um, Dimitri, let's go to you next. So what have you learned from co-working, incubation, um, all these projects that you've been running in Athens? Is it really working for you uh, and your fund? I think, you know, so um, co-working, I think, started as, as, as one of the very first uh, initiatives in every single ecosystem across the world, right? So mm -hmm. this is the very essence, the very beginning, the very glue that brings together people so they can start building things together. And that's pretty much the what we had in mind when we kind of blend in uh, also co-working and incubation uh, services as far as our funds offering. We have incubated about a quarter of our uh, portfolio so far. I think one common truth is across, across the companies that, that's been you know, led by first-time entrepreneurs is that everyone has the same questions. You know, uh, the, no matter the age, you know, you might have someone in his 20s uh, building his first, his, his first product or someone in his 40s. He will go through the very same questions and challenges when hiring new people, when hiring this big VC, uh, this big uh, uh, VP of product or his CTO and the likes. So the notion of co-working is peer exchange, uh, peer knowledge exchange really is, is the ability to go around the table and, and be able to ask your fellow entrepreneur and uh, the partners you're working with uh, all the hard questions. You, you, don't, you don't know where to ask and where to, uh, where to go to find answers to. Uh, is is, is co-working working post-COVID? I'm not really sure. I mean, even pre-COVID, we've managed to be quite decentralized. So you know, there, is, there is a certain graduation period for this type of services, which is you know, after the first six months or so, which means that after this period, uh, the whole incubation, quote unquote, uh, process really happens online, really happens decentralized. We believe that obviously this, this will continue in the post-COVID uh, reality. Thank you so much. So George Dimopoulo, let's go uh, back to you next. So you guys at Venture Friends somehow have figured out how to invest in many non-Greek teams overseas? Like, how have you done it? Like, it, it's been frankly a surprise to me when I go and see YC companies that have raised from you before like any other Silicon Valley players. How have you guys done it? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is, the, this is the outcome of quite of, a, okay, not so super long, but a long process. 
So we started investing uh, abroad as angels, initially with Apostolos, and uh, we did that because we wanted to connect, uh, you know, and benchmark ourselves with uh, with good quality founders uh, abroad and also with uh, good uh, investors, uh, you know, uh, outside of Greece. Uh, and then this uh, transition uh, to, you know, us becoming VCs and then as a VC, we started uh, doing the same thing. Uh, it has happened in a natural way, meaning that uh, we have been getting referrals from uh, successful founders that we have uh, abroad and from co-investors. Uh, and the idea, as I said, was, uh, you know, to get like a benchmark to set the bar high also for the Greek portfolio, for the, for the Greek part of the portfolio and to push everyone, uh, you know, to expand abroad because Greece is a fantastic market, but uh, let's not kid ourselves, you know, you cannot have like a super big company just by being in Greece. So you need to have to mentality that, okay, I'm going to use Greece as the test bed and then I'm going to go and do it uh, abroad. And we have seen that successfully, you know, with a lot of comments from portfolio like Blue Ground, uh, Spot Wheel, uh, now Flexcar. And uh, the funny thing is that uh, even for investments that we are doing abroad, like uh, in the MENA region, we push them and they come to Europe. And uh, now we have our first company from Dubai that is expanding uh, to Europe, which is like completely opposite trip. Because normally it happens like you start from Europe and then you try your luck in Dubai. Terrific. Thank you, George. So since we talk about jobs, so we VCs love to talk about our portfolio companies and promote them. So now we have a ton of talent who um, is attending the Zoom. So uh, for any of you who wants to highlight, like which Greek startup would uh, the prospective talent, especially those of us who live overseas, uh, would want them to try and join that company? Feel free to answer this question if you want. If you don't want to, we can move on to the next one. So whoever wants to answer that question. It could be in your portfolio. It could be outside of your portfolio too. Who wants to go first? Okay. Thank you, Katerina, please, please. Okay. Yeah, it's always awkward and difficult to take this question because when you have 23 companies and they're doing all great, it's always difficult to point out one. And uh, George mentioned Flexcar, we are together there. But I want to point out an example, so to demonstrate also how the story can go. So I will uh, pick up uh, Kinvent. It, it, when we first met Kinvent in January 2018, they were just a team in Thessaloniki and they had sold what, their first uh, device. Uh, they, what they do is uh, uh, for physiotherapists, they have IoT devices, etc. We, we saw passion in the team, great research results coming out of the Aristotle University of Thessaloniki and people who wanted to take this innovation to the market. Supporting uh, team development, go-to-market strategies, the team started from Thessaloniki, then expanded to France. Now they are in 20 countries, they sell around the world. Uh, in the beginning, you know, testing the waters, then raising the ambition bar by far, a lot higher than they thought in the beginning. I think that's what we really uh, try to do and we are great to support. Uh, I want to point out one last thing, which is something that I also admire uh, in Haris Karonis of Viva. The possibility to scale up and grow your business while you uh, don't need capital to survive, but you just take the capital to grow and scale up and maintain the vast majority of your company as you scale into a big company. So 
Harris has is clearly a, 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 how to say, a role model for that. Kinvent is following this approach. We really like this approach as well. Excellent. Thank you. So let's say I'm a young engineer or like an immigrant who lives overseas, wants to return back home. Who else has any other company ideas that I should be joining ASAP? I could, I would point... Uh, Marco, please, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would not obviously point to any specific company, but there is a platform that we built through Innovative Greeks called workingtech.gr. And um, I think it pretty much has most uh, or many job vacancies in very interesting companies in the tech uh, ecosystem in Greece. So if anyone is really interested or considering either moving back or remotely working with a Greek company, please visit uh, workingtech.gr and you'll find a lot of interesting stuff there. If I were to join a Greek company remotely, would I get paid Greek salary or US salary? I guess it depends on the, on the company. That's like a negotiation between company okay. and employee. That's a no fair point. That's a fair point. All right, so let's move on to the next question. This is one that Dindimizas has been dying for. So is it possible actually to have a 10x VC fund by virtue of investing in Greek tech founders? Uh, clearly all of you have bet your time, energy and careers to do that. Um, so would love to hear any answers. Should I jump? Please do. Yeah, I think, I think this is more like, um, this will happen eventually. So we're just building the momentum and we're building the building blocks for the last decade. What we're experiencing, uh, we mentioned before, you know, five years ago, an exit of 20 mil was you know, news. Today, an exit of 200 mil is news. Uh, Viva is a unicorn. Probably we're going to have a second unicorn uh, later this year or early next year. I guess some, some more exits are in, in the way. So it is a matter of time. But again, I, I want to highlight what, what, uh, what I mentioned at the very beginning. This, you know, this is a long-term game for all of us as VCs, which means that there has to be passions from all of us, from all the different actors in this ecosystem, uh, LPs, um, public policy makers, the government, entrepreneurs. It, it's, it's coming together. And uh, I, I sincerely hope that... Uh, uh, in the Equifund Vintage, we might have a couple of funds that, you know, that will be near the 10x uh, return, yeah, hopefully. But, uh, you know, we, we just need to double down our efforts and we just need to double down our energy towards, you know, really providing the value and becoming more visible, more visible to the outsiders, more visible to all the European VCs and uh, US VCs. Uh, I think you have put it uh, back in the day beautifully, Nico, you know, uh, opportunity is talent, talent is universal, opportunity is not. We should be more, you know, in front of the globalizing years in the next coming years. So this will create the big returns we all expect. Thank you, Dimitri. George uh, Dimopoulou? Yeah. Uh, Dean, I like that you're setting the bar super, super high because even 5x should, should be getting you like to the top 10% uh, globally. So my, our, our take from this is that, uh, luckily, I mean, first, the first fund is on its, in on its path to get there uh, because we have two fund returners and a multiple fund returner and a blue ground. But the first fund was only 20 million. 
So at this uh, fund size, doing the 10x is super easy. Uh, super easy, not super easy, sorry. It's relatively more easy than uh, bigger numbers. Now that everybody though, we are all growing like as an ecosystem, right? At some point it was like available to be invested in the Greek startups only like 50, 60 million. And now if we do around now this panel, it's around 300, something like that. So now with bigger funds, you know, in order to get to this 10X, uh, you will need like a UI path uh, type of event, something that's gonna become like multi, many, many times a billion company. And this goes back to what we discussed before that we really need to push like the Greek companies, the Greek talent, you know, not to settle for the Greek market, even the local market, but go for the global expansion and global dominance. Uh, from our side, we think it's super difficult. Uh, even a 5X, uh, we should be very happy, all of us. Okay, thank you. Unless anybody has anything more to add to this question, I can move on to one the next thing one. to add, Nico. One thing to okay. add is as an asset class, and, and, and you know, this is this Dean knows this very well. Uh, venture capital is not a great asset class. If you take the average, like of all VCs in the States, uh, not the top performing ones like General Catalyst or Sequoia, but it, it's actually a poorly performing asset class across the board, right? Uh, so I don't think we should generalize that VCs as an asset class are a very successful asset class. Uh, now, we only have like six VCs in Greece right now in this category. Just to give you a comparison, you know, Israel has 400 uh, of the same description. And because it is a numbers game at the end of the day, you know, you will have many failures and a few successes, I, I think, the most important thing right now is to increase scale, increase size of, of investable capital. And you, you will get there, you know, you will get there. Um, but I think realistically, anything over 15% IRR for a VC is, is a good result. Uh, doesn't need to be 10x. Yeah. Yeah. Marco, thank you. These are all fair points. So since you brought up Israel, um, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, so when I meet like Israeli founders or VCs, they always tell me this is the best talent, this is the best company, doesn't matter if it's in their portfolio or somebody else's because they want the broader ecosystem to do much better as a whole. So what can we all do here to help make the case for Greek tech startup founders so that overseas funds like ours and talent from overseas is going to start filling the FOMO and will be really eager to engage. Any creative ideas? So uh, I'll take that if, if no one wants to go first. Okay, so go so first, I think yeah. Dean mentioned that, that there are a few things that are happening at the moment, right? So he mentioned five things. So you have the people growing, you have new startups, you have additional capital, you have follow-ons and you have exits. So these five elements are happening right now. Um, I think uh, all the big names in terms of following investors, because most of our strategies and the VCs present here is that we take the first ticket or maybe the second ticket in a company. Um, all all the big investors are here already. So I think that the people are looking at the country. Um, the big names in terms of exit companies, acquirers uh, are here as well. So you have the Microsofts of the world here. You now uh, have different large companies that are setting base in Greece. Uh, and doing operations and research there. So I think what we need to do over and above 
is try to have a consistent message abroad and events like this help. Um, it does help when you have community events which are open to everyone. It does help when we're consistently telling a story. And I think the story is that Greece is at an inflection point. There are a lot of things that are happening. Uh, they didn't happen overnight. They've been, people have been working for them for a very long time, but it is coming to maturity. And the fact that we do have a first unicorn, the fact that we've gone to a different scale like other people, Marco and George mentioned, uh, about the size of the financing rounds, the size of the exit that we're talking about, are all indications of what's to come. Uh, and I think this is what we should all be doing, like being very consistent, very precise about the message and being very uh, honest about the, showcasing uh, all the companies that are doing amazing things. Love this answer, Mirto. Thank you. George Ali, you had the comment. Yeah, uh, well, I would like to add that um, I don't believe there are shortcuts and we shouldn't actually be interested in those. So uh, for an industry to be built, we need time. And you you brought the, uh, the example of Israel. We were chatting with one of the founding fathers there. And uh, she was like, you know, back in the early years, every founder having, let's say, getting an option to sell his or her company for, let's say, uh, 50 million, they would be getting that, no, no questions asked. It took time and it took some successes first for people to see the opportunity that they can go beyond that. And, you know, I believe there is no need to, you know, look for shortcuts, there are no good hacks and we're not, we shouldn't be interested in them. So this is also why uh, these uh, events that happened recently are so important in demonstrating the potential that, you know, the more time you are building, uh, you, you are putting on building something great, a lot of values accumulating, right? And this applies both to a company level and at an ecosystem level as well. So I think, you know, we are now entering a flywheel effect into full motion, and we're going to be surprised on what uh, is going to follow. But at the same time, you know, we need to go back and help some great companies happen, right? This is the, this is the, the only thing that matters at the end of the day. Absolutely. Thank you. Katerina? Yes, thank you, Nico. Uh, I'd like to put an idea on the table. We've seen formats that work, like uh, having uh, startups pitching to each other. In, in Greece, we will host for the first time the Tech Tour uh, Southeast Europe in May, 19th and 20th of May, where we will have investors from around uh, the world uh, uh, attending uh, pitches from Greek startups. Uh, I think we could set up a, a session like this, a Zoom session, uh, since uh, we are not all located at the same place, and we could organize uh, something where Greek uh, startups pitch to in investors from US and, uh, and uh, connect uh, the people in the diaspora to support. And it doesn't have to be just VCs, I think. It can be just people wanting to, to support and, and join forces. Yeah, so Katerina, this is a good segue to the next question. So how can the diaspora, Greek VCs, LPs, really help you all? Like, how can we all help you and your funds? Okay, just continue. Uh, like, uh, I think, uh, Bringing, building the bridges uh, is sometimes it's just enough and we need more bridges. The event today is really great. Marina thank, and, and all the team, we thank you very much for arranging this. I think just by communicating a bit more, having more opportunities to, to share ideas. I think if each one of us just knew 
uh, the companies around and those that are close to their networks and their interests, uh, magic will happen. So, uh, connections. Thank you. Any more ideas or suggestions? Well, I'd like all you guys to book your tickets to Greece, uh, go travel to the islands with our uh, portfolio company, Ferry Hopper. So you can start with that. And whatever helps the companies um, helps us as well. So I think that's the main thing. So um, do do it, though, because they're about to take over the world. That's a great suggestion. I love it. If you can ask them to uh, take down a little bit the change, like cancellation fees. You know, it would be amazing. No cancellation fees, Nico. Okay, that's a new thing. Great to hear. By the way, Nico, uh, I think we have to highlight that this is happening already. So there is a significant number of uh, uh, Greeks living in the States or you know, across Europe that are actually uh, participating in funds or investing directly, or they are getting their funds to consider investing in Greek companies, right? So I think this is happening already the more great companies that uh, are going to happen, uh, uh, you know, such, such activities are going to expand as well. Okay, thank you. It is indeed happening, Dimitri. I just wanted maybe to add, uh, I think events like this um, are very important for, uh, for the Greek and Greek Americans to, to come together and better understand what's happening uh, back in, in, in Greece. But the next level will be to, you know, for you guys to talk to your non-Greek friends about what's happening in Greece and build up the momentum that, you know, uh, start building sort of a strong conviction point that uh, it's, you know, this part of Europe, Romania, Greece, can produce unicorns. We've seen, we've seen uh, quite a few examples coming out of this part of Europe. And obviously we should focus more on, on our country, but main message here, start, let's start to be a bit more vocal to non-Greek audiences, because uh, obviously we want to enlarge also the ecosystem. Uh, work from anywhere should be, sh should be the case in the years to come. We do have a great offering. Enlarge enlarging the Greek ecosystem doesn't necessarily mean that we're gonna enlarge it with, with just Greeks uh, building stuff in Greece. We could welcome non-Greeks start working from, from, from our country. Uh, this, will, uh, this will bring talent. And let's not forget that the best ecosystem in the world were built by immigrants, were by people who were not originally born and raised in, in, in this city. So let's see whether we can have some sort of a narrative there as well. And there, you, you know, you're, you're our, our best ambassadors. Absolutely. Thank you. Any, any other remarks for this one or should we move on to the next question? George Dimopoulos, please. Yeah, since Mirto mentioned it, uh, you should take also welcome pickup from the airport to go to the ports, <laughs> which is another, and actually they are in partnership with Fair Hopper. But jokes apart, uh, you know, our experience, at least from connecting with, uh, you know, disease for, Greek disease from abroad has been fantastic. Everybody, everybody has been super uh, helpful, including uh, you, uh, you know, and other people in US and in UK. Uh, so, for me, what I'm looking forward to is not per se, you know, any more additional connection, obviously, is more than welcome. But what I'm looking forward to is mostly like getting inbound emails from you guys asking us about companies that, you know, you consider to be very interesting for you, uh, in, you know, at Hastati from Greece. That will be like the level of success uh, that I would like to see from the ecosystem here. 
Absolutely. This is a good idea. Like um, talk is good, but cheap. So when you email you because we're eager to learn more about a portfolio company on the ground, we can put dollars to work and we can help create jobs on the ground, right? And that's how everybody wins. So that's a great point. Um, so let's get some audience participation right now. I know people have had a number of questions. Um, one that has come up a few times and I've gotten a few messages around how like, that's a Greek favorite question, okay? How can the government uh, really help you all? And is this something that really can work? And bear in mind, we have our awesome ambassador Stratothemiou in Boston. So please be careful what you say. Thanks for the promotion. This is love to give promotions indeed. So who wants to take it on? I think Marco, this is a question for you, I feel. Because you've worked you know, quite a bit with um, the authorities yeah. over time, like over many decades. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we've, we've lobbied with the government essentially to remove barriers primarily. Right. Not, not, not necessarily to do anything, but rather refrain in certain cases um, from, from being too controlling. Um, I think some successes are the fact that, you know, someone coming back to Greece to work now has a 50% discount from a tax perspective. You know, another one that has helped is if perchance, you know, you're about to make an exit, um, Greece is now a very good tax residency uh, to take up, you know, um, you, you'll, you'll pay a flat, uh, a flat 200,000 a year. Um, and, and, you know, uh, it's very similar to what the UK has. So that's, that's very good. Um, I think the whole issue around options, um, stock options, uh, has, has made significant progress. So, you know, there, there's a lot of good, good stuff happening on that front. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I don't think that it's a matter that the government can really, uh, can really uh, make a huge difference. Other than a very interesting debate, uh, which I saw in the comments, uh, you know, how come you have six VCs and Israel has 400? Uh, and, you know, uh, I get George's perspective that, you know, let it, let it flow, give it time, uh, let it develop organically until we end up with 100. Uh, but to be frank, you know, there is lobbying to be done on the European Union level to bring in more uh, European investment fund money, you know, more, uh, uh, more sort of European Union resources. Is that right? Is it wrong? You know, my, wearing my liberal free market hat, I would say it's wrong, but wearing a more practical hat, seeing how shallow the Greek market is in terms of available investors, maybe it's a good idea. But the bottom line is, yeah, it, do we really want, this is for discussion, do we really want the Greek government to lobby for the European Union to throw more money into the funds um, like they've done so far? Because we're still very, very small. I mean, the, the available capital is still very small. And I should remind everyone, we have literally no private equity. So as you move from VCs to 15, 20, 25 million tickets, there are no private equity uh, 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 sort of investors in Greece, really, in tech. And then, of course, you have no stock market to IPO. So, 
you know, there are things that, that should be fixed. I'm always wary of how much you should invite the government to participate, but it may be needed. Thank you, Marco. So Marina and Dean, should we be innovative Greeks here and uh, end this panel on time or given the participation? Uh, let's give it a little take? more time. You know, let's be Greek. We can give this a little more time. If there are more questions, uh, Nico, you okay. should direct them to the participants. Uh, it doesn't have to be finished on time for whoever can stay. Okay, so let's run it then for another uh, 10, 15 minutes. So there is one that has come up a few times and people have uh, messaged me. So cryptocurrency stuff and uh, blockchain tech. What's going on in Greece? Any, anybody has any opinions? George. Uh, yeah, well, there is a, there's a fast growing community of Greek entrepreneurs uh, testing out the waters on crypto and building interesting stuff. We're actually pretty excited to be exploring the space more actively, and we may have more to share on this uh, uh, in a while. But in general, it certainly feels like a very interesting space, and it is happening also in Greece. This is all I have to say. I have to say. Okay, any other thoughts? Uh, one clarification, just looking at the comments here, yeah. uh, that, that, that these tax uh, benefits do not apply to, to, to Greeks in the diaspora. That, that is not true. Uh, anyone who's been a tax resident for over five years in, in, in any country outside Greece is qualifies for either a discount in terms of their tax when they come back or a non-DOM tax residence. So this does apply to Greeks in the diaspora. In fact, it is designed primarily to bring Greeks from the diaspora back. I, I just had to point this out because I saw it in the comments. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you, Marco. Yeah. And you brought in actually a good point before. I've, I've heard chatter from people that uh, we may all know together who are one or two years away from an exit and actually moving back to Greece now uh, is a very good idea from a tax standpoint. And Greece is uh, comparable to some of the most tax-friendly um, other ecosystems on this front, which is new, new. It wasn't the case like till a few years ago. Now it's definitely the case. It's actually much more friendly, much more friendly than the US, right? Uh, which is not necessarily a well-known fact. And uh, to continue on, uh, on previous remarks, I think in the West Greeks, we typically tend to be paying a lot of attention on what the government does or doesn't. But maybe, you know, as technologists, we want to consider this as an afterthought rather than, you know, our core, let's say, criterion or, on what to do and where to be located. I think also the proliferation of remote in the last, in the last couple of years uh, probably provides you know, more evidence on that. The only thing, George, I would say to that is, more than 50% of the money we're managing is not private. You know, uh, it, is, it, it, is, it has come as a result of government lobby, all of us, right? So I think we shouldn't be pretentious uh, and, 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 and sort of play the free marketeers 100% because in reality, our funds would be probably 60, 70% smaller if it was not for some kind of government involvement, right? So I wish that they will come when we can probably declare 
that you know the government is completely irrelevant. But right now, your new fund, my new fund, venture friends' new fund, you know, all the new funds have a very significant percentage of of, of institutional, uh, I would say, European money in some form or another, whether it's the EIF, whether it's uh, you know the, any other organization like that. Yeah. So that yeah, that's a good point, Marco. And, you know, that's a good point that we may agree or not on that. But in general, I'm talking about you know, more on a personal perspective. So if I were to relocate to Greece to do a startup there, then I shouldn't worry, I, I would say, too much about, let's say, taxes and everything. This is not the core issue when starting a company. Um, you know, it's like wanting to cross the ocean and then complaining about, you know, there was traffic in the port, uh, right? So I think, I, think, uh, I think, George, that's a very aristocratic view. I, I mean, most of the people I talk to living in New York with two young kids are putting down the numbers when they think of relocating to Greece and they're looking at rent, they're looking at cost of schools, and they're trying to figure out, can I move from New York to Athens and have a great quality or a good quality of life for my kids? And a 50% tax discount makes a big difference because these guys count the pennies, right? And it's normal. So I think th this matters. We shouldn't be aristocrats about this. It's, you know, every little helps. Every little helps. We still need the government, unfortunately. If I, if I may, this is uh, Tom Cat. Um, uh, obviously, whoever we can get in terms of uh, regaining back the brain drain is very important, but people different, they live in different places, different generations, different cultures, different economic um, backgrounds. Not everybody can go back, or some people may plan to go back like I do during retirement and help entrepreneurs. Uh, really, uh, the question really is, where is all the talent out there in the whole diaspora? And what they can bring in terms of uh, innovation, cultural differences, because those matter, and integrate them into a new virtual agora. Again, it's a great vision that would require a lot of orchestration. But the idea here is with crypto going out uh, and the economy is evolving, uh, you could start thinking about the VC model to evolve, whereby startups can be virtually reaggregated with talent all over the world. And I think that maybe 10 or 20 years from now, this is where the world will be. So the economic imbalances may not necessarily be a big issue. Something as a seed, more strategic seed to think about. Yeah, Katerina. Thank you, Nico. Wanting to point out something that is coming over and over. I think the vast majority of the Greek startups, at least the ones funded by the funds we are here, uh, have a space for uh, entrepreneurs to join either as key personnel as uh, people that can really help with a business entrepreneurial mindset existing teams and scale the teams so i think uh, because in the country uh, we have uh, very good people very good engineers but we need more entrepreneurs to to join forces with existing teams i think that's another way how the greek diaspora can contribute not just with money but with their mindset and business entrepreneurial thinking. Thank you, Katerina. What about clean tech, green tech? What, what thoughts do you all have on this topic? Because this is a space that's coming back strong um, out of nowhere, but we have no option. And there have been some, indeed, you know, press mentions in Greece, where we're also seeing some companies from overseas coming into make some progress so 
Mirto, can startup like really do anything on this front or is it like too much money? Let's go somewhere else. Yeah, I'll take that. So so the too much money, I, I assume, refers to two things. First, hardware. So if you're really talking and I'm not talking about greenwashing or kind of going on the software level or like on the top level, which always makes a marginal difference. If you're talking about new technologies or if you're talking about new materials uh, or anything like that, then you, you're, you do need a lot of money. And very often you also need hardware. So, so, you know, investments that VCs are typically not very comfortable with. Um, so these two elements need to be in place for, so the long-term um, side of things, the, the, the capital intensive nature of investments like this, and of course the willingness to, to be involved in those investments. Now, I think personally that our job as VCs is to invest in things that will matter 20 years from now. So, uh, this is what we should be doing. There are a lot of things that are on the enterprise and the software side, et cetera, which are transforming the world. Um, there are things that relate around sustainability, climate change that are relevant now, and there will the investments made now will form what the world will look like in 20 years, right? Um, like out of our portfolio, again, I mentioned before Better Origin, who is working on um, doing bioconversion of waste into animal feed, and it's doing really, really well highly technical company. Again, we had to make the decision that uh, we're investing in a company that will actually have to develop, design, construct, in Crete actually, uh, hardware. And this is part of their solution. So so anything that, that relates with this side, I think needs, needs this element to be present. I think there are a lot of companies in Greece that are doing very interesting things around that. And again, the discussion is if as VCs, we're comfortable in supporting them and to, to which level. I personally think that there are great opportunities out there. Other than better origin, we also have perceptual robotics in our uh, portfolio uh, and many others which are around this space. So I think it's exciting, but it is very specific uh, in terms of assessing the opportunity and supporting it, of course. Really appreciate the answer, Mito. So with this, let's go back to Vasily or Dean to start closing this off. Uh, and thank you all for joining tonight, taking time out of your dinner, your evening, your family, or your work uh, time. We have people across so many time zones, which is proof that remote work can actually happen. It's proof that we Greeks care about each other and what's going on in our country. So I'm personally excited about that. The Hellenic Innovation Network is a nonprofit. So for anybody who wants to get involved, donate, participate, please reach out to Marina, Dean, me, anybody else from the participants. Um, so Dean or Vasily, back to you. Yeah, I can say a quick thank you to everybody. We had north of 400 participants today, which again, I think is one of our you know, most attended events. We had people from North America, from Mexico, from Europe, from the Middle East uh, joining. I didn't see somebody I recognize from Asia, but uh, otherwise uh, very wide participation. So we're very thankful of your time and please reach out to us uh, if we can help with anything. We look forward to seeing you in uh, future events, hopefully in person. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you everybody. Uh, almost 10 years to this day, uh, we started uh, the discussion with the Mind Enterprise Forum to bring a mighty empire from this and help uh, uh, the community. Uh, in one of the major goals from the beginning was, as Karina said, to start building bridges. And 
We're really excited to see uh, this event happening today with the uh, support of Hellenic Innovation Network. Uh, as Nico said, uh, Hellenic Innovation Network is a, a registered uh, charity in the US. So if you're a US resident and you're willing to help, you can go online, hellenic.org, join as a member, and also support the course. Uh, for MIT Enterprise Forum, we just had this uh, new cohort starting today uh, with almost 30 companies. 20% of them coming uh, from outside Greece with uh, non-Greek founders. So I think it's time just to both communicate the importance of Greek funds and Greek startups, but also communicate the uh, opportunity uh, for non-Greek founders to come here for the funding available for the environment uh, and for those of uh, them that they are, you know, windsurfers or stuff like that, it's super paradise. Thank you all. Have a good night.